It's V-Week on ESPN as we continue Jim Balvano's fight against cancer. Good morning. It's time to get up with Draymond Drama in the NBA in-season tournament as the Warriors and Kings battle right to the buzzer. Plus, it's a dynamic duo in Dallas. How much credit does Mike McCarthy actually deserve for Dak's red-hot run? A lot. And it hurts so good. Jalen and the Eagles are rolling, but is there about to be a pretty party in Philly on Sunday? Listen, it's Wednesday. We always party here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling y'all right now. Brian Custer here. We got the squad. Swaggoo, Kmart, Jeff Saturday, Foxworth is here. Anybody can get into yeah. right We got a lot of football to get into. But you know what? We got to start with some hoop. The NBA in-season tournament. We got the Warriors. There we go, Legs. Yeah, Legs is here to talk about all of that. Why? Because with the win, Golden State would advance to the quarterfinals. Otherwise, it would be Sacktown advancing, and it was the game of the night. Draymond, he's back from that five-game suspension. And look, starting off early, Gary Payton is second with the steal. He gives it to Steph Curry and one. And you know what? You got to smack yourself after you get an and on like that. Warriors up 17 at the half. What? You know, they were up by as many as 24 in this game. Malik Monk drives. He's fouled. Draymond wants a carry. Instead, Legs, he gets teed up. Yeah, you, you would think a guy coming back from a five-game suspension be on his best behavior, but he is unapologetically him. Draymond gets another tee. Yeah, a minute later, De'Aaron Fox driving. He had 29. The Kings cut the lead to just four. We get in the fourth quarter. Warriors up by two. Klay Thompson saves it. Steph, three, count it. Yeah, tremendous play by Klay Thompson. Great awareness. Get in the air and find the best shooter to ever live. All right, a minute left in the game. Good ball movement here. Fox knocks down the three. Kings are down just three at this point. Fox had 29. And in 42 seconds left, Malik Monk. Oh, how good is he off the bench? He had 21. Kings are now just down one. Ensuing Warriors possession. Green. Thompson, not on the same team. Yeah, misread right there. He wanted Clay to go back door. Clay was looking for the dribble handoff. All right, so now here we go. 13 seconds left. Monk driving and fading and banks it in. And listen, no timeout. So Curry and Golden State bringing it up. Steph trying to win this thing for three. No. Kings hold on to win it. 124-123. Curry had 29. Malik Monk had 21 in that game. So that means Sat now advances there when we talk about this in-season tournament. And before we get to the finish, again, you saw that Draymond gets another technical. After the game, Steph Curry said this. Look, we're talking about Draymond Green. We want him to be fiery. We want him to be competitive. Be who you are. He says, but we have to be, talking about the team, mindful of not being distracted by yeah. his antics. What does that mean? He means playing through that because when Draymond Green got that tactical, it definitely was an emotional surge for the Kings. They went on a 13-3 run after that. This was a team digging out from a 24-point hole. You don't want to give them any added incentive, certainly to that arena, which could be as loud as any in the league, and that's exactly what Draymond Green did. So Steph's saying we have to play through it regardless. 
particularly this team. Their margin for error with this Warriors team is so much smaller than it used to be. They can't just shoot their way out of problems anymore, and I think that's what Steph Curry was alluding to. The rest of the team has to stay focused. Turnovers really cost them down the stretch. You know, Legs, this this Warriors squad, they've dropped eight of their last ten. Klay Thompson has been reported that he says that the contract situation and negotiations are weighing on him. Obviously, it's it's affected his shooting there. they were bounced by the Kings in the second round of the playoffs yeah. last year. What are we thinking about this, this championship window? For I think this is a problem now for Golden State. You start to look at it because you can say two, two ways to look at this. Well, so many guys are underperforming or not developing. Hey, that's good. Maybe second half of the year will be better. But I think when this many things add up, you start to really wonder, you know, is this it for the Warriors? Look, as long as 30 is healthy, meaning Steph Curry, you're always going to give this team a chance but when I look at Wiggins, has not played well. Klay Thompson, worst year really of his career. Chris Paul banged up again last night. Kaminga and Moody have not developed at the rate that you want them to. There's just too many guys on this roster that are either playing at career lows or have not taken that leap forward in the case of some of their younger players. So when you add it all up and you look at the landscape in the West, it's start, you're starting to wonder and have doubt. Can this team put together one more run, a legitimate run, and be a legitimate threat? Last night, look, the play-in would have been – the in-season tournament, getting in would have been nice for them. Yeah. They just needed a win in the worst kind of way, and that's why that's such a brutal loss to blow a 24-point lead. They just need to rack up some wins right now because they are digging themselves a deep hole in the West. So we've reached now the brackets of the in-season tournament here in the NBA, and I want you to take a look here as we take a look here. When you look at all of these teams, in your opinion, most dangerous team when you look at the brackets? I look at the Milwaukee Bucks right now as a team. They're starting to figure it out. Uh, Damian Lillard looks a lot more comfortable with Giannis than he did in the beginning, and you can see now they're starting to blend. And I think the biggest thing that he does for Giannis, he provides a closer. This is the best clutch player in the NBA this season. And even though he has struggled with his shooting, he still does that in the fourth quarter. And that, to me, has been the biggest thing that Giannis has needed over the years because he puts too much pressure on himself yeah. to close the deal. And if he's not shooting the ball well for the foul line, if he's not feeling that mid-range jumper, now he's plowing into people in the lane trying to make it happen. Well, now you have a guy that you can give the basketball to to settle matters with polish from deep, whatever it takes. That's what they're figuring out, and that's why the Milwaukee Bucks look very dangerous right now. And it also helps that Middleton play really well as well to help those guys when you have a closer like Dave. It's Wednesday. It's Legs Day. Appreciate it, Legs. <laughs> Got it. Let's talk some NFL to the NFL. And we start with week 13. And, Neek, what are you watching for when it comes to the Chiefs and the Packers? I want to see if that Packers defensive line can play like they did last week against yes, one of the best offensive lines in football. They dominated that game. The, the defense wasn't a total shutout, but they made big plays and big moments, and they set up the quarterback to be more accurate than we've seen him all I mean, I was going to say all season, his whole career. Accuracy's been an issue for Jordan Love, but in this game, he was on target. So hopefully they can continue to do those things against the Chiefs. All right, Kmart, what are you watching for in the Broncos, Texans? I want to see which quarterback is going to cook more. Will it be Russ or C.J. Stroud? Listen, C.J. Stroud, he's offensive rookie of the year right now. He is so, he is so talented, but give Russ credit. He is playing so much better, and this defense is playing a lot better. These two teams, imagine these two teams could actually make the playoffs. I love it. Jeff, a lot of people be watching this one. What are you watching for in the Niners-Eagles game? Oh, San Francisco's front seven having to shut down Jalen Hurts and the dual threat that he provides. Listen, I know you see the brotherly shove. Everybody thinks it's an unfair play, blah, blah. 
but when it's all on the line, they will use Jalen Hurts' legs to secure drives and touchdowns. You saw them in the game that way. The 49ers with Chase Young and with Greenlaw and with Warner back there, how can they take care of Jalen Hurts? He is the catalyst of that offense, even with the receivers. they got to shut them down. Swagoo, what are you watching for in that Seahawks-Cowboys game? Man, he's what you watch for feels long. I'm looking for Dak Prescott. That's all I care about. Can you continue this trend that you've been on and playing yes, a very high level, getting everybody involved as well. To me, that's been the most important thing in the ascension of this offense. And then, too, his athleticism creating plays outside of the pocket, getting out of structure, and being able to push the ball down the field, and even using your legs to extend drives on third down. And, oh, also, if Deron Bland going to get another one. Yeah, absolutely. That's crazy to talk about that it, realistic MVP. Absolutely. Yeah. Not even close. No, yesterday, Jerry Jones was also talking about Dak says he's playing better than ever. Also gave his head coach credit, too. Take a listen. Really, I can definitively say this is the best I've seen him play. Uh, I think that I would give Mike McCarthy a lot of credit here because Mike has done a great job of coaching how important it is that they get the fundamentals down of of what we're trying to do offensively. They've stayed consistent with the changes and what he's trying to do offensively. That's paying off. All right, Swaggle, you heard Jerry Jones. How much credit does Mike McCarthy deserve for the Cowboys offense success? A lot of it. Like a lot of credit you deserve for them tight Jordans you got. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. Here's He's the thing. I, I'm sick of y'all, man. He's on one. Y'all really don't know what he's doing in the break. Okay. I really don't want to be here, so we're going to have fun. Uh, nah, on a serious note, Mike McCarthy, we had this conversation two years ago or a year ago. And we was talking about a coach that had won 24 games being fired. Y'all remember them conversations yeah. about Mike McCarthy's job yep. and is this the right guy? I, always, I thought that was super premature and, and just wrong to have a conversation about that. But when you look at Dak and how he's playing, he's playing empowered. And I don't know what the conversations were because when we came into the season, everybody was like, well, they're going to temper him down. He's going to take care of the football. We know you have to be explosive to win and, right. and win big in the NFL. But what I think he's done – is he's giving Dak probably more command of yeah. what he's doing offensively than he had with Kellen Moore. And this was my thing. Like, and, and not to throw shade at Kellen Moore, but it felt like at times Dak was having to play a certain way. Like, I've watched these last five weeks when he's been having success since the Philly game, and it seems like Dak is just playing free, understanding where everything is coming from, the pressures. He's well prepared. But more importantly, it doesn't look like he's trying to make plays. It's just organically happening. When everybody talked about the Cowboys' offense, especially with Kellen Moore, you look at it now, the numbers compared to last season at this point, passing game, better. They're scoring four more points per game than they were at this point last year and more yards. So how much more credit do you think Mike McCarthy deserves? I mean, wait, the offense? Listen, that. We, listen they were we're, I'm sandwiched huh? between two Cowboys fans right now. It's, it's, it's a bit much. It's a bit much. Like, I'm let's, just talking facts. I'm, listen, no, 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 no. I don't want to. Uh, no. Don't let facts get Go ahead, Cameron. You're right. No, uh, he deserves credit for being a good coach. That, he's doing his job. He gets credit for doing his job. Nah, Your job. No, 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 no,
I give more credit to Dak. He's allowed to be empowered. Mm. He's allowed to be the playmaker he is. So while I get it, Mike McCarthy, people are calling for his job. He has done an excellent job of making adjustments for things that were not working, understanding that CeeDee Lamb should be his number one. Brandon Cooks is still on this team. I get it. But again, for me, it stops at Dak. He deserves the I give Mike McCarthy credit for humility. Because Mike McCarthy, and you were on this early, Swagoo, and I was listening, where they were they need to run the offense differently. They don't need to necessarily have as many yards or as many points or as aggressive. They need to run the offense differently. And I think he got into the season planning to do that. And it ain't work. <laughs> Mike McCarthy looked at the mirror and said, hey, Mike, you're wrong. <laughs> yes. Let that cook. Yes. And the ability to make that transition gives him 23.3% of the credit this season. Okay. <laughs> But Jeff, but Jeff, you know, you know, going into this season, there were a lot of people had this perception that Mike McCarthy, his his offense, archaic. That was the reason why Aaron Rodgers didn't like him over there. That he didn't like the way this offense. And then you look at it and you're saying, okay, this uh, this Cowboys offense is cooking right about now. Yeah, listen, he he has changed to to a degree, but this guy has called some really good offenses throughout his career. Mm -hmm. Whether it was in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers or now in in Dallas with Dak Prescott, listen, he is he has run a significant more amount of motion. He is he is tying plays together. Dan Olaski did a great take yep. on NFL Live either yep. yesterday or the day before about the way that he's coupling plays. And as good as quarterbacks are, they still need coaches to help them see what they can't see. And whether it's by using motion to know what coverage is, yep. whether it's putting guys putting different players on different sides of the ball to understand. And whatever the defense is giving him, he is giving him another play. He's giving Dak another play to be yep. successful. That's important. So it has to. You have to give credit to both. Give credit to Mike McCarthy, man. He is doing a good job, and so is Dak Prescott. It doesn't have to be who deserves more, one or the other. Both are, are doing exceptionally well right now, and listen, in the right part of the season, because they're about to hit some tough defenses, yeah. they're going to have to show up, but both guys deserve it's, a ton it's, of credit. It's, it's, it's very similar, eerie similar to what's at stake for both of them. That's right. In these big games that's coming exactly. up. Like, this, this is where, this is also a Mike McCarthy litmus test, yeah. As, yeah. as well as Dak Prescott, but I think you have to have, to your point, Jeff, you have to have a certain, a certain momentum Yes. Going into these games, you have to have confidence about who you are going Facts. to these games. And they absolutely have that. We'll talk more about the Cowboys uh, a little bit later in the show. But coming up, uh, a November <laughs> to remember for Jalen Hurts, who has rescued the Eagles week after week. Is it all on him Sunday against those San Francisco 49ers? Plus, hurt so good. Josh Allen was great Sunday until he wasn't. Two massive mistakes and real questions about why he can't seem to win close games. Is that criticism unfair? We'll discuss on the Get Up. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more.
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Get Up is brought to you by Hulu plus live TV. Stream 90 plus live channels and so much more. Go to Hulu.com slash live. All right, time to play a little Believe It or Not. Yeah, we are. Post it, baby. Post through. Post through. Chiefs offensive issues are those behind them, believe it or not. Not. (laughs) They they went off against the the, uh, Raiders, which is, I mean, they're not a Super Bowl contending team. Let's just leave it at that. And offensive issues are going to be the issues. All their losses this year have been connected to receivers receiving. And they ain't receiving it, it, Jeff. Receiving it. Jeff, Trevor Lawrence, those Jags, they're going to win the AFC number one seed, believe it or not. Actually, I can believe this. They're going to be favored in all but one game they have. They got to play the Ravens. That's the only game that they won't be favored. Listen, this team's got a fairly favorable schedule as they're going down. They played well. The biggest game they had was last week when they beat Houston. That was a massive game for this football team. Everything's in front of them. They could get that record and clinch that spot. Kmart, all of Bills Mafia is listening. Uh, Josh Allen and the Bills will still make the playoffs, believe it or not. You know what? I believe, because I refuse to live in a world where Josh Allen is not in the playoffs. He is too good but I understand the schedule. Kansas City, yeah. Dallas, I, I, I get it. But when you look at the games that they have remaining, they can beat all five of those teams. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded very convincing. <laughs> Bill's Mafia had got after Kimberly. Listen, right our now. resident QB, Dan Orlovsky, had this to say of the Josh Allen slander. Quote, oh the God. stuff being said about Josh Allen is absolutely out of control. Daniel is out of control. Okay. <laughs> Swagoo, I'll come to you. Is the Josh Allen criticism, is it fair? Yeah. What the hell? Or unfair. <laughs> what do we think? First of all, think? nobody get on TV and say Josh Allen ain't mm-hmm. a supremely ain't talented do, yes. quarterback. I, I can't explain this enough. And unlike Kmart, I don't give a damn about the Bills Mafia. How they <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but, 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 no I've, just, I've been excommunicated from Bills but Mafia. But you, you be having to go. You be having to go yeah. over there. That's true. I'm going to go over there, but I don't care either. <laughs> um, no, here's the thing, man. Um, we, if, if we are going to talk about Josh Allen talent and we're going to talk about the highs 
of what, where we've seen him play. And we know that he's the op- absolute reason why Buffalo has been present and prevalent, along with some other guys on that team, but he's been the most important part. When I have never been a part of any association where the person that you hold to the highest standard don't get the most criticism. Right. Yeah. I, like, I, it is mind-boggling to me that when you say something about Josh Allen not playing well, people act like you take away – he lead the league in interception, but he threw the most touchdown. We ain't talking about the touchdown. <laughs> We're talking about the interceptions that he's throwing and creating – putting his team in bad situations. It was Denver. You had all the momentum against Philadelphia. That interception was a critical throw in the game, man. It ain't. It don't take away 480 total yards. Right. It don't take away the fact that they were in the game because he was having yeah. success. But could we just surmise – one of my favorite words. I, I hear that. I see it. Could okay. we just surmise okay. that some of the things that happens throughout the course of a game when you're watching Josh – See, the, 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 the people that love Josh, well, it's because he's trying to be a playmaker. And he's out there trying. Bro, this I got wasn't it. This right here. We, we in week 12. I get that miscommunication can happen. It can't happen when you're 6-6 six and six and trying to go right. to the playoffs. Right. right here. This another one. This, this play to me in this game that people didn't talk about, these are the ones where you like Josh. Gabe Davis is over the top. There is nobody in the middle of the field. And then, obviously, the interception. Good quarterbacks throw interceptions. I got on Pat Mahomes when he played against the Jets, when he was flipping and played like he wasn't supposed to go out there and play well. Lord knows we talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yep. We talk, every quarterback. Yeah. So, it, it, it just – Josh Allen is a is a is a lightning rod, man. He's, I mean, he's, he's on deck. He's, Josh Allen came into Josh Allen came into the career into the league with a lot of people doubting him. Yeah. And then he didn't play well, and the people who were doubting him were celebrating that. So then the Bills galvanized around him. So now they're defensive of him. But that don't mean we can't be honest, and that don't mean we have to respect anytime someone puts up a straw man. Because yeah. I have I've yet to hear someone criticize Josh Allen without first saying. Boy, that man Cole, he doing all this. Every yes. time. But we got to get this. So if you want to focus on the butt and get all upset about it, that's fine. But you have to here's, here's the only thing I would say. When we put up like, you know, the, the in, uh, you know, the overtime losses and all that kind of stuff, he's owing whatever, right? Like, let's make sure we're responsible that they, he's leading, he's leaving the field with a lead mm-hmm. a lot. And it's the defense. And the defense set, has yes. not held up their end of the bargain, right? So, like, as we're gonna we're, as we're gonna take shots at him, that's all well and good. He does throw interceptions. He is an incredible court, but there is a whole other side of the team. He didn't control 12 men being on the field. They should have won that game. He didn't control New England driving the ball down with a, one of the worst offenses in NFL history, yep. walking down the field and punching it into win games, right? So, like, at some point, you also have that's the only part that I've ever heard that I think might be a bit unfair is that they don't go to the other side because he's so good. But, right? okay, and but, again, here's, a, but here's the but thing who, also. He's what reached, quarterback wait, one do we second, No, wait, I agree one with second, that. One second. He's reached the point of the, the Dak conversation, that, that lightning rod where you can't – if you criticize, now you're saying the guy is terrible. But for Josh Allen, we know you're a great quarterback. It is about the moments now. It is about Buffalo's window. And that's why I said I believe the Bills can make the playoffs because I can't imagine a world where this guy so talented mm. can't get his you, team you in the playoffs. You're going to have to work oh, on I that mean. imagination. If you can't imagine that world, <laughs> yeah. you're going to have to do they got three the tough ones. the only reason you believe in Buffalo is because of JA-17. That's yeah, it. For sure. That's 100%. It. Oh, we but but it's about these moments. It's about, about the overtimes. It's about the playoffs. It's about who do you beat yeah. in those critical the moments. Buffalo, the Buffalo season – 
is about the injuries. Yeah. It ain't about Josh Allen interceptions. Right. It's about no Matt Milano, no Tredavious Every White. Every other team has injuries, no. though. And, and it's about moments where maybe you can win a game. That pass, the game, Davis, away. Yeah. the game would have been over. That's a fact. And that's, and that's what Jalen Jalen Hurts yeah. has been doing. Yeah. He he. When those moments comes, he, put yeah. away. he delivers, yeah. and they win games. He beat right. against Kansas uh, Speaking week. of Philadelphia, coming up. There you go. Hurts so good. Jalen and the Eagles are rolling, but is there about to be a Purdy party in Philly on oh, Sunday? We're going to discuss that. Plus, the latest playoff rankings, they're out the tide. Isn't turning for Alabama. Could they beat Georgia and still miss the playoffs? Heather and Paul, they're here to explain next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. Exclusive offers with your favorite ESPN personalities. Sign up for the ESPN Bet app. All users get $200 in bonus bets after making any sports book bet. Download the app and sign up today. What a play. Uh, talking about play, let's play a game of who you got. Oh, Looking Lord. ahead to the Niners, Eagles, Swagoo, who you got? More rushing touchdowns. Is it McCaffrey or Jalen Hurts? Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts' legs are going to be pivotal in this game like everybody else, but Christian McCaffrey's legs are going to be more pivotal. I know we're talking about Brock Purdy and how he can push the ball down the field. This team still wants to run the ball physically, and especially when they get in the red zone. All right, Nick, who you got? More receiving yards, A.J. Brown or Brandon Ayuk? I got to go with, oh, excuse me. got to go with A.J. Brown. Brandon Ayuk is not nearly as good a player as A.J. Brown. The the fact that A.J. Brown's had a couple down weeks, I think he is up. Um, It's time for them to get the ball back to him. They're going to need him in these big games. Welcome back to being a monster living. Jeff, who you got? More passing yards. (laughs) Jalen Hurts. I'm going Brock Purdy here. Listen, if you look at the last uh, three or or four games, the Eagles have given up almost 400 yards passing every week. So the only one they really locked down was Mahomes a couple weeks ago. But Brock Purdy will push the ball down the field. And and, and to Swagoo's point, Jalen Hurts is going to have his yards throwing it, but he's going to have his yards running it, which will take away a little bit from his uh, passing yards. Okay, so considering these two squads, how big is the gap, Kmart, you think, between Eagles and Niners right now? I don't think it's that big. I don't think it's that big. To me, honestly, the, when you stack them up, you give, quarterback, uh, you give the quarterback edge to, to the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, I covered this game last year. I covered the NFC Championship game. And watching that game and seeing how the 49ers felt, they got robbed. Like, in their mind, there was no doubt that they weren't walking out of the link with that win and getting to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl. So this is, I think, is a huge game for them. I think they feel like they were robbed by the football gods. This is a game for me where I feel like Brock Purdy has to protect the ball. Mm-hmm. They got to they use all the, the versatility. That's what I love about the 49ers offense, the versatility that they have. 
between Debo. I need a big game from Debo. Brandon Ayuk downfield. George Kittle physical. Like, I love these two styles because two physical teams, Brock Purdy has to protect the football, mm-hmm. and they can't leave time on the clock for Jalen because nobody is more clutch than Jalen Hurts. You say Rob. Rob because of, of the injuries. Of the injuries all the that they, yeah. Okay. Swag, same question to you. How big is the gap? It's smaller than Strahan's gap. Oh, oh, my God. Shout out to my man, Mike Stray. <laughs> big Stray, you know ain't no smoke. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, here's the thing. There is no gap. The Philadelphia Eagles, we know, is a very mature team. Yeah. They align a scrimmage team. <laughs> as much as people want to believe they, they, they can push the ball down the field and be prolific with Devontae and obviously A.J., but they play really well at the line of scrimmage. My concern is Lane Johnson. That's Absolutely. my biggest concern in this game. That. When you start talking about Chase Young coming over and Nick Bosa, how are you going to match up with them? But when you look at San Francisco, when they're fully healthy, I think they're the toughest guard in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. I think they are the hardest team to stop offensively in the entire league. The only way you stop them is to cut the head off the snake and get the Brock Purdy. That's, That's the right. only way. Because if these playmakers get space, they're going to make a ton of plays. If they're able to run their offense and Kyle Shanahan can stay in his playbook and coach from an aggressive standpoint as opposed to having to react, then they can have a tremendous amount of success. But right now, man, like Philly, Philly to me is the best team in the NFL right now. And the reason why I say that is because of that damn quarterback, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just never it, – it, it is unbelievable. His even keel mm-hmm. in any situation in football. It's, it's amazing. That's yep. why I'm confused at why you guys are suggesting that there is no gap. I, I mean, I think the gap I is – I just the said court- it's smaller than – Okay, it's smaller than straight. So, yeah, it's yeah. a tiny gap. Tiny gap. I think, <laughs> it's a, I think it's a slightly bigger gap. Yeah. I think there's a possibility that the 49ers come out, get off to a good start, and then win the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's the only game script that I see where the 49ers can win. Get ahead I think, early. Yeah, get ahead early mm-hmm. and let those pass rushers get after it. I see, as we've seen throughout the course of this season – it don't matter for the Eagles. No matter what happens, they're going to be in a game in part because of Jalen Hurts, but in part because a lot of the guys that whose names don't come up. Like in the KC game, we had Bayer with the interception. Right, it's about how we keep bringing in plays. Mm-hmm. Zacchaeus making jump catches in the back of the end zone. Right. Bradbury making um, great picks. Darius Slay doing the best hold I ever seen in my <laughs> life. That was in, the inside hand hold. It was magnificent. Way to way to hide that thing in there. It was beautiful. Yeah. But they get plays from all these yeah. guys, which I think that is the difference. It doesn't show up every week, but it seems to show up in these important yeah. ones. I see you nodding your head, Jeff. You're a deep thinker. Like, like, <laughs> next level. Like, next level <laughs> deep thinker. That's why we bring you in, dog. Like, Harvard educators. Harvard. Harvard. If I got a bouquet, I don't, I don't, want, no, I don't want no flowers. Yeah. I want some money. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, look, I, I'm with you. There's not, but, but this is what I would say about, to, to Swagoo's point in particular, the offense and defensive lines are going to be Super important this right. week. Because, and I'll say this, for San Francisco with Warner and Greenlaw, they, they have to play their best game because of what Jalen Hurts brings yeah. to that offense. When they can spread you all the way out and it's basically five on five, those two linebackers got to shed blocks yes, and sir. make tackles against a guy who's basically a running back mm-hmm. who can throw it as well as every other quarterback, right? That's, that is a tough draw for those guys. That is the difference of Jalen Hurts. All right, let's transition now to uh, college football where the penultimate – Playoff rankings, they were revealed last night. The big change in the top eight, Ohio State dropping four spots to number six after losing to Michigan. And because of that, you've got the Wolverines, Washington, Florida State, Oregon, all moved up a single spot. And all of the top eight, except for the Buckeyes, will be playing this weekend in conference championship games. So let's bring in Heather Dinich, Paul Feinbaum. They get up with us this morning. 
Heather, Alabama sits at number eight. They're facing number one Georgia this weekend. Does Alabama control its own playoff destiny, you think? I think that's pushing it a little bit. Alabama needs to beat Georgia, and the best path forward for the Tide would be to have Texas lose or have Florida State lose. Because if you have Texas lose, then you no longer have to worry about that head-to-head result in Tuscaloosa in week two. If Texas wins, the selection committee has a very difficult decision between Alabama's strength of schedule, which would include a win against the committee's number one team, and the Texas head-to-head win in week two. Those are not weighted. It means something different to each committee member. But then on the flip side, You've got Alabama, if they, if Florida State loses, you could have Alabama and Texas in there together. That would be a much easier solution for the selection committee. Okay, uh, Paul, you heard Heather talking about if Texas loses. Listen, I know they took that loss, obviously, to Oklahoma earlier in the season. <laughs> but if Alabama and Texas should win Saturday, should Alabama or Texas, which one should be in the top four, you think? Well, I think we're looking at the wrong two schools, Brian. Uh, To me, it should be about Florida State. And I I know what everyone wants to say, and I don't want to upset my dear friend Heather, but I I don't really care about the argument that Florida State is an undefeated Power Five champion. I mean, so what? They're, They're beating Louisville, which lost to a pedestrian Kentucky team last week. To me, uh, Alabama and and Texas are are razor close. I'll give Alabama the edge for one reason, because they would have beaten the biggest bully in the land, and that should count for something. Uh, That game on September 9th is important, but it's not very important to me, because when when my eyes look at college football, I I will see a better team in Alabama, and I I don't want to drag Marcus Spears into this, but he played in the SEC, and he knows it's a a lot different conference than the ACC and the Big 12 right now. So if that's the case, then you heard Paul talking about the biggest bully, Heather. In this scenario, could number one Georgia, do you think they could drop out of the playoff with a loss Sunday to Alabama? Yes, absolutely. Really? It's never yeah. happened before. But, but Heather, does, this is a team that's won like 29 straight games. It would be their only loss. Yes. Are you going to tell me they would fall out? Ugh. The selection committee is not judging Georgia on those past 20 games or those past two back-to-back national titles. I know Paul is beside himself right now, but hold on one second. Because the difference this year is that there are more contenders out there. And I know Paul is talking about Florida State, but they did beat an SEC team, a top 20 SEC team in LSU. And that's part of the resume that will have them in the top four if they beat their third top 25 team, Louisville. Go, Paul, go. Yeah, that was about eight years ago, Heather. Uh, but that's fine. Uh, I, 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 think, I think these things do have to count. But, I mean, this is why college football is so insanely fun, uh, but it also makes people like me uh, have their head exploded. And at my age, I can't afford my head to do anything other than to, to stay on straight. Uh, I mean, w- this, is a, this is literally absurd, the, these conversations we're having. But sadly, that's what we have right now in college football, as opposed to a legitimate playoff like the NFL. And like hopefully college football will have next year. 
Listen, I still got a couple more questions for you guys. I know we're going to have you back in the next hour. We'll certainly get into those as well. Heather, Paul, thank you very much. By the way, we got a huge college football weekend coming your way here on the network. We got Oregon, Washington for the Pac-12 title Friday. That's on ABC. Saturday, you got Oklahoma State and Texas in the Big 12 championship. You've got Louisville taking on Florida State. That's in the ACC title. Both of those games on ABC. And that's Sunday at noon, the exclusive reveal of the college football playoff on ESPN and the app. All right, coming up, we're talking about a confident cheetah making a bold statement. Tyreek Hill said something yesterday that has all of our analysts just fired up. You're going to hear it. We're going to talk about it next here on Get Up. We need your help. I need your help. We need money for research. It may not save my life. It may save my children's lives. It may save someone you love. And it's very important. As a cancer survivor, I implore you, tune in tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, across ESPN networks and platforms. Special opportunity to see Jim Valvano's complete Don't ever give up speech. His message is relevant today as it was really 30 years ago. And you can support Jimmy V's goal of achieving victory over cancer by visiting v.org slash donate. Keep in mind, folks, 100% of your donation goes directly to cancer research. Back here on Get Up, it is time for Sound Off. We've got interesting people in sports saying some interesting things. And, you know, we're going to start, guys, in Carolina, where the Panthers owner, David Tepper, he had this to say about the organization's (laughs) decision. Yes, Swaggo, to draft Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud. What are you doing? Originally, we were going to go to the number two pick, and, and uh, we thought we'd get CJ because we thought the Texans were going to pick Bryce. And listen, we preferred Bryce. He was our number one pick. We are totally confident in that pick. Okay, I think the people that made that pick first, um, you know, would be totally confident in that. Um, you know, some of them you could ask. Okay, um, and I think the um, and and for me, I'm totally confident in agreeing with that pick. Neat, got to start with you on this one. Got to start with you on this one. So I, I <laughs> let me sit. Let me get comfortable. That was probably the best part of the whole thing, too, yeah, really. I like listened they, to the entire press conference this morning to make sure that I wasn't mischaracterizing. And I think that David Tepper, as the owner of the team, there's only one job that you really hold, can't, hold, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. give to anybody else. It's, hold. like, representing that organization. And I think... Your mic not working? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, 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 I get the hand mic. <laughs> oh, Where the hell you got that from? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the the problem with what I saw from him, and it's, it's been his problem since he's been there, is that he don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And I think at this point, he believes, it feels like he believes that he is smart enough to talk us into believing whatever it is that he wants us to believe, yeah. but you're not. 
And then he hops up there and does this faux accountability thing where he says that it's his responsibility and the buck stops with him, but then he goes on all the reasons why it's not his fault. Like, listen, bro, it's very simple. In the course of that entire press conference, he said some things that weren't dumb, but he said all you have to do is say one dumb thing, and we're going to jump on it. Just like when you hired Matt Rule and you said it's because he reminds you of you in the middle of a league that has a crisis of black coaches not getting uh, management positions. You said the one wrong thing. You did it every time when you walk out the locker room yelling F. Like, what are you doing? You're undercutting your own self. And then when you get up there and do this and, and pretend like we all hear the scuttlebutt and you think you're going to talk us out of it, all you can do is step up and say, it's on me. My bad. We'll get better. And you have to actually get better. And, like, humble yourself and accept that you're not going to be able to think your way out of this process. And it's taken a, the people who, run, who do football things, it's taken them a lifetime to understand it. And you don't necessarily understand it, which is fine. Get some help, trust that help, and stop talking. You ain't going to trick us. Yeah. And never Such mind. You, you know, Kim, right. the, the interesting thing when I, I watched the press conference, when he first came out and said, you know, initially we, we were going to get C.J. Stroud. We thought we were going to get C.J. Stroud. But, you know, we're happy we got Bryce. We were all about Bryce. Our football people said, Bryce, uh, I could have vetoed it. But I said, yeah, go ahead and go get Bryce. It was almost like you didn't even have to mention C.J. Stroud. You should have just went up there and said, okay, we Mark, were all about Bryce. Break it down. Okay, Mark. I, do, I cannot break that down. Yeah, you I can. don't know what that man was talking about. Go to about. relationships. <laughs> Talk about relationships. Make the correlation. Because I'm going to if you don't. <laughs> no, why don't? No, I'm going to put, put down my psychology hat. You talk about relationships. Well, here's the course. thing, okay? The day before your marriage, you're thinking about marrying two people, okay? Mm-hmm. This, this is basically what Tepper was saying. And then when you marry the one person... And somebody asks you later, you'd be like, well, I was going to marry the other one if circumstances would have been different. What? Like, you've tied yourself to this young man for five years. And to your point, because you said it, I don't know if people paid attention to it, why I mentioned C.J. Stroud's name? Why? You are in a press conference about the Carolina Panthers, and the a disarray, new head coach, yeah. and Bryce Young. Even if the reporter asks you that, the, res- the response is, C.J. Stroud ain't our quarterback. I'm focused on Bryce Young and making sure we put him in a position to be successful. To your point, Nick, he's a billionaire. He ain't going to humble himself. He's not going to do it. And, and that's why he has six coaches in two years. Mm-hmm. That's why this, this, this staff that we all thought, which was the greatest situation for yeah. a young quarterback to walk in with all of this wealth of experience and knowledge about playing the position – He's pulled the trigger on Matt Rule. He pulled the trigger on Wilkes, who, who kind of revived the season. Yeah, he did, mm-hmm. right? He pulled it, now he's just pulled the trigger on Frank Wright. I don't understand why some of these guys that own teams with zero football knowledge won't rely on football people. It, it has been the conundrum forever. The people up there in Pittsburgh are the ones that get it right. The Rooney family, they got, they've had six coaches in 100 years. Yes. Right. This man on his six in, what, three years, yeah. four years right. owning this team? I don't understand it, Jeff. Yeah, I think the disappointing part is is that when you go up there and you start with, I'm a very patient person, and, <laughs> and, and your behavior has not proven that to be, right? As you can say, I, I, was, I was patient in another business. I'm not as patient in this one, but I'm going to find it the right way. Like, at least address yourself and be honest with it. I won't be patient in this business. I'm going to do it this way until I find my guy. But when you go up there and go, I hope the next guy is a 20 to 30, you know, year coach. First of all, everybody goes, Man, what are you? I mean, are you seriously, right now, yeah, like yeah. it just doesn't like like the words and 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 the conviction don't match. And so, 
listen, he had Frank Reich, he had Josh McCaffrey, he's got, he had Deuce Staley in the Jim building. Caldwell yeah, Jim Caldwell still there. Jim Caldwell still there. He's got plenty of guys to help develop Bryce Young. The issue was, what were your expectations? Were your expectations we want to develop Bryce Young, we're not worried about wins, or was it about wins, and we'll worry about Bryce Young's development later? Mm-hmm. Like, the two don't have to be, you, you, you have Adam Thielen as your one. Right, mm-hmm. like like your offensive line is struggling. You have you, your run game is basically non-existent at this point. All of those things aren't going to lead to victories, right? Like like so, and you weren't burning it down last year, right? Like so, as, as you're looking at this football team, be honest with what you want and what your expectations are. But if you stand up in front of the world and say those kinds of things, everybody's going to look at you cross-eyed because nobody understands what can you're I saying. Can see a GM texted me the other day and said Bryce Young should ask to be traded. Mm. But Bryce Young is too nice of a guy. He would never do that. Mm-hmm. And the reason he said that is because what is the goal, to your point, Jeff? What, what was the goal of this season? They are undercutting Bryce Young's development. Not they. David Tepper. The same guy who wants us to believe now, like, I'm all in on Bryce. Well, he's, done, he's now done Bryce a disservice by firing his head coach because now you bring in a new guy, new system, and the <laughs> roster is still not good. So how are you going to – how? Are you going to give away good defensive pieces to get some some cash, draft picks, what? And right now you're looking at Bryce and you're thinking, this kid is in an unwinnable situation when we all thought yeah. this was it's the not, greatest situation. It's not just about him taking the time and having the humility to learn football. That's one thing. I think it's also taking the time and understanding how to lead an organization that go. is as front-facing as a professional football team is. It's not the same as running a hedge fund. It's a little right. different. Mm-hmm. It's, right. very, it's very different. They're not coming no in. No one pays attention yeah. to one. Yeah, there's no microphone in front your face once a week asking you questions. There aren't people who are taking everything that you do, your body alignment as yep. uh, information. And so he needs to understand that. And anytime you are in public, especially in front of somebody with a microphone or a notepad, you need to ask your, yourself, who am I trying to communicate to and what am I trying to communicate? And the last thing is, is it going to work? So when he got up in front and when he got up in front of that press conference, his in his mind, he was like, I'm communicating to all these people that think I forced them to select Bryce Young. That's why we suck. Okay, that's what you're trying to express. What's the point? Is it going to work? And who are you talking to? You're talking to people like us. Don't talk to us because we're the people who care about that. You need to be talking to your players. You need to be talking to your building. You need to be galvanizing around them. He's destroying whatever hope hope they had for a culture there. He is destroying it. Whatever hope they had for getting the next prodigy young coach, he's destroying that because anybody with any options is not going there. So... That means they probably going. This going to be a job that they give to a black coach. This is a black coach. Do this right here. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. They better, they better call Lovey Smith up. Don't no, you know who it is, Dusty Baker. <laughs> On that note. On that note, I said that coming today, up. You pay me five a million. Dynamic duo in Dallas. How much credit does Mike McCarthy actually deserve for that red hot run? We're talking about it next. Mike. 